back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we are talking week 15 in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? I am very well, thank you, sir. Awesome, great to have you. And rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I am ready for a big football game on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked for it, too. Blech. Uh, well... Good news for us. We're coming off, gambling-wise anyway, we're coming off a great week 14. Really great week 14. Bill, 4-0-1. Just missed the, uh, just missed the, the vaunted 5-0 week. However, that push, uh, you did pick on the Vikings, so I'm going to go ahead and take two wins off your total score for, for having any money on that football game. Uh, or for not, not for having any money on that football game, but for making it one of your five, because obviously that was, that was horrendous. What? <laughs> was push, horrendous. push is a win. Yeah, push is a win. Push is a win. Yeah. I mean, I had, I obviously had real life money on that too. It was, uh, I was on the, the the Raiders though, so but whatever. Everybody gets their bet back for that one. Well, Phil and I were texting for that Viking game, and and we we were texting, and, and both of us kind of like as our games to watch of the window. Like I I usually have red zone on, and he kind of picks a game, yeah. and we uh, you you had Rams Ravens on as the game you kind of picked for the first window, right? And yes, we were texting are. about how incredible Rams because that was that was my second screen game, right? So I had red zone on my first screen and Rams Ravens. Scream, and uh, that was as good a game as I've seen all season. That was yeah. really, really fun. You don't get better. And then I'm like, that. yeah. Uh, and then I texted him like, Bill, like this is this is about as bad as Rams Ravens was good. Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was two very different games for me on Sunday. Yeah, and it was funny because I, I saw a lot of people tweeting as soon as the, the Vikings kicked that field goal, where it was like, no, you were this close to greatness with the 0-0 <laughs> tie, right? Like, nobody nobody wanted them to score, right? Because if you go that far, why kick a field goal and win 3-0? That doesn't make sense. Go for it's – like, it's like when the Dolphins didn't kick that field goal and score the most points against your Broncos, Craig. It's like, what are you doing? Like, go for all-time greatness. Like, because you never know. Because uh, Tyreek Hill could get, you know, rolled up on a hip drop tackle and your season can be over, like, that right which is why when you have a chance to do something forever you do it right like so i'm so upset they didn't go for the double zero but uh anyway uh so yeah great week uh craig and i both went three and two bill uh four oh and one so just a, a a overall great week uh 32 challenge update uh we were at four and one last week this week we are six and two uh, we are six and two. The two that came or three came in, we got to and we missed one. The one we missed, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers no longer have a chance to go over nine and a half wins, so that one's dead. The Baltimore Ravens went over uh, nine and a half wins, so that walk off the uh, punt return uh, took us over the win total for the season, which was great. And finally, I believe it was the Dallas. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys as well. The Dallas Cowboys uh, up to ten wins with that. Uh, uh, just absolutely throttling of the, uh, let's be honest, it just, just manhandled their division uh, foe in the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I have a feeling those two are going to meet up in the playoffs somehow, and it's it's going to be, uh, that one should be pretty, pretty good. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about in Week 15. We got four days worth of football here this week, so uh, let's get to talking. First up, uh, we've got one of the greatest quarterback matchups of all time on Thursday, Easton Stick. <laughs> Versus AOC, you guys. A matchup for the ages. Uh, Raiders getting a three-point home bump. Uh, Keaton Allen's not going to play in this game. Neither is Justin Herbert. Out for the season. Broken index finger. Just a just a slovenly game we've got here. I, this is I don't... somehow worse than last Thursday's game. 
remind me, oh, Pittsburgh, New England. Pittsburgh, New England was shockingly entertaining out of nowhere, right? Like that. Yeah, it was yeah. better than you would think. Now, I had my office Christmas party, uh, mm-hmm. the the radio station Christmas party on Thursday night. So I and like there were TVs at the the bar we were having it at, but they were because we live in Ontario. All they, they were all in the Leafs and. And no one in the right mind was going to say, "Hey, I want to watch this Patriots Steelers game instead." Everybody, yeah, like, not, even like one, not even like one, not even like one television, right? Like you couldn't even. Be, yeah, like, I, it was yeah, all Leafs. Like, hey, can we get a corner TV with that Thursday night football game? Just because you know, yeah. people do have fancy leagues, but it's like, no, nah, let's let's not do that. No. <laughs> it's, it's, and it was, it was Leafs like, Senators too, so it's it oh, like the yeah. Leafs were playing a team. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the important yeah. thing was uh, I didn't watch any of that football game, but yeah, it, it seemed as though it might have been not bad. On paper, it looked terrible, and this one looks even even worse. I can't, I can't even imagine. Um, Chargers are both literally and figuratively broken. They're, they're just winding out the rest of the season until they can fire Staley and bring somebody else in. Um, It sucks that Justin Herbert broke his finger, but I'm glad he's getting some much deserved rest and not having to deal with this, the, the crap of this team. Uh, I, I, gambling wise, I don't have much to say about this other than, uh, I'm laying the points with Vegas and whatever. And is this like, this is, this it, it kudos to Amazon for having the balls to, uh, to, or, or just the NFL as well for hosting a neutral site game on a Thursday night. Like nobody's going to show up for this game. The Chargers Raiders. You get uh, they're going to be rate. <laughs> I think like, be there'll be Raiders fans, are, right? But there'll, there'll be Raiders fans, of course, because uh, it's in it's in Vegas. But there'll be people who have bought like planned vacations around this football game. Is like the, one of the things they're doing in Vegas. Yeah. They'll be there. Fair, yeah. And you know what? Yeah. It, it's still if, the novelty of going to see a game, right? And and it, it would be fun. But yeah. ultimately, if this game was in, if this game was like if we flipped the home field though. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> there's a very good chance. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Raiders lay in the three. Yeah, I, I think I like the Raiders here, but you, you don't know exactly what you're going to get based on all the injuries. So I like the Raiders here because the Chargers are missing too many pieces. This is this is so bad because I'm like, I, like I was putting in like uh, all of the models and stuff. You can't really account for the fact that there's just a supreme lack of talent on both sides of the ball in this game. So honestly, it, it might just come down to who's got the best player in this football game. And it's the Las Vegas Raiders, with Max Crosby, now that Keenan Allen and Herbert are both missing from this game. Right. And, and uh, it's, 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 it's ugly UGLY. Uh, Craig, uh, anything to add on this one? Raiders laying the three. Yeah. Uh, I would take the chargers just cause I would want the points. Uh, and and this is important. FanDuel is offering this at three and a half. Yeah, I would. Uh, the three that's and a half. A, that's take the Chargers for there. sure. Yeah, I mean yeah, this game could end three nothing point. for God's sake. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I am I going to watch this football game? No. No. No, I am not. Oh, All yeah. I'm interested in that someone. I, I don't really care who wins or loses this game, but then I want both these teams to lose out the rest of the way because Denver plays both of them between now and the end of the year. Fair enough. Hmm. I would like, I'm, I'm going to have it on, but it's definitely not going to be main screen. It'll be on like one of the tablets while I'm wa- either watching something else or I don't know, playing a video game. <laughs> God only knows. Um, Leafs yeah, blue it. jackets will take precedence of, over this for me. Oh, sure. Way. would. I don't even know if the abs are playing. Uh, they're probably not because they're playing tonight and they got the dumb game. That's going to start at like, 
1030 because of freaking TNT. Uh, uh, but that's neither here nor there. All right. We head to Saturday. Three pretty decent matchups. This uh, is a nice slate for their like the Saturday yeah. slate. They like they they sometimes they get unlucky as far as teams being disappointing, but mm-hmm. all six of these teams have things to play for. Obviously, it'd be better yeah. if Joe Burrow was around. Maybe not for Bill, but for everybody else, it'd be better if Joe Burrow was around. Yeah. Um, but all six of these teams have like legit stakes in these games. Absolutely, yeah. We're not we're not getting it as far as like quarterback matchups, say for Lions Broncos, but uh, other than but yeah, like these are six teams with the playoff aspirations and are a game or two away or are currently clinging to playoff spots or division leads. Uh, first of which is your boys, Bill. The uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, head into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Uh, Josh Dobbs has been benched. It is going to be Nick Mullins under center for the Vikings. Looks like Justin Jefferson's going to go in this game. Uh, still waiting to hear on the on the running backs to see if Alexander Madison's going to be in this game for the Bengals. Jake Browning uh, looks decent enough that some team is going to look him up in the offseason, I would imagine. Uh, and, and it if just he goes... keeps playing like this, someone's calling the Bengals and being like, will you take a second round pick for him? Cause we want to make him our starting quarterback. That's going to be a thing that happens. Yeah. Like I could see him on the, te- like, couldn't you see him on the Tennessee Titans next year? Like just Jake Browning under center. Such a rich, hi- nope. rich history of QBs named Jake for the Tennessee Titans. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no to that only because Levis is going to get another year. You think so? No matter what. Oh, Levis yeah. had Levis had what a great meathead moment like in that in that Monday night game that he had that was so good and it was great to see Vrabel get a, rewarded for doing the uh, go uh, going for two down when he scored the touchdown uh, yes. scored the touchdown down, down 14. 14 so so great to see that work um, this line opened up at Bengals minus three and a half and has been slowly bet down so we've lost the hook which I'm a little bit uh, shocked about um, it's now two and a half. At wow. some places. Um, let me refresh my my main one here and see if I. It's uh, FanDuel has it at two and a half. Interesting. Wow. So still three and a half. So that means that sharp money's uh, coming in on the Vikings since the Nick Mullins change. Either that, or I guess the fact that we know Jefferson's gonna gonna go in this game is is moving yeah. the line a little bit. Um, I'm gonna say that I I, I think I kind of like the Bengals and what they're kicking. The defense is kind of coming around and it, Jake Browning can play and he he can get the ball to these guys. So I and. I, I don't know what what, what are we going to get from Nick Mullins here with with a backup quarterback and a, a clearly compromised Justin Jefferson. Billy, what do you think with your boys heading into uh, Cincinnati needing needing W here? Yeah, I think it's it's got to be the Bengals here. I, I really hope they win absolutely, but I, I think the the Bengals have been tested a little more. Mullins, we don't know what we're going to get. I mean, maybe he's not going to leave Jefferson out to dry like Dobbs did last week, but uh, I think. Yeah. I think I trust Browning more than Mullins at this point. I'm hoping that changes, but at this point, it's Browning. So I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, what about you, Craig? Bengals laying the three right now. Uh, the Vikings are one of my five, and let me tell you why. Ooh. Um, Jake Browning has started three NFL games. And, you know, he's looked good. I, I, I wouldn't dispute that, but he started three NFL games. Uh, since week three, because I looked this up for the Broncos because I want to see like post 70 point game. The Broncos are actually the fourth best defense uh, uh, EPA per play wise uh, since week three, which is incredible. The Vikings are first. Ooh, and 
we've got Brian Flores out here doing all this exotic blitz shit and all these simulated pressures and guys are coming from all over the place. It's it's made some veteran quarterbacks look really look really confused and bad over the last few weeks. I can't help but think that a guy who started three NFL games is going to have a hard time with this. And there might be some ugly mistakes in this. Like the, the guy just simply does not have the reps to go up against the Brian Flores defense. It's kind of firing on all cylinders right now. I think that it might, it, things come back down to earth for Jake Browning a little bit here. And, uh, and the Vikings at least cover in this game. I think it's at least close. Ooh, all right. So Craig's on um, Minnesota. Billy and I are on the Bengals should be a fun game. I think, I think this is, uh, uh, this is the might surprise you game of Saturday for me. Actually, man, I, now that I think about it, I kind of like all three underdogs on Saturday. Um, although the although the line's moving in the wrong direction for this game, if you want to take the underdog. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers head into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Um, Steelers, a uh, little bit of extra rest uh, after the Thursday night in a, a pretty embarrassing loss, if we're, if we're being honest with ourselves. That, that four and two play call that they had where they were like, let's chuck the ball downfield with Mitch Trubisky on fourth and two. After you were running the ball pretty well, or like during that drive, I, I if you're gonna do that, do that on third down. I, I just I can't I can't fathom. I understand taking the I know that that's that that's a thing that the analytics guys like, and I usually like it too, but not with Mitch Trubisky quarterback, right? Like, come on now, you don't want to take the bomb downfield on fourth and two uh, with a guy who's just just not an NFL quarterback and inaccurate. Um, Colts. Coming off a, a, uh, a, a bludgeoning at the hands of the Bengals, who we just talked about, um, they opened up at Colts minus two and a half, and the Sharps came in and hammered the Steelers, uh, and it's now down to Colts minus one and a half, and I think this might get a little bit lower. might get closer to a pick em before game time, because I just think money's going to keep coming in on the Steelers. Uh, I like the Steelers here. I think this is a great bounce-back spot for them. Um, Colts, uh, I... I look like they've hit a wall a little bit here although i do like like what they're doing uh dvoa wise uh we're staring at uh pittsburgh's 11th and the indianapolis colts are 20th so the the steals i just think this is, is is a classic mike tomlin sort of bounce back spot and uh i i, I like them even with trubisky at, at quarterback to i just think i think they're going to be able to get to, to gardner menchu and and confuse him and make, make it uh so he's making those the mistakes. So it might be like a three interception type game for Gardner Menchu. So uh, I'm back in the Pittsburgh Steelers on this one. Craig, what do you think? Steelers currently getting one and a half in Indianapolis. Yeah, I, uh, I don't love either side of this. I would have liked the Steelers more before the line got that down. Um, so it's a stay away from me, but I think, think where the line is now i would slightly lean colts just from the perspective of like i'm only getting one and a half to bet mitch trubisky on the road i don't feel great about that mm-hmm. that's fair enough uh all right billy what do you think tiebreaker on this one then i don't feel like i have a great read on either of these teams they're they're both mediocre but i don't feel like either of them are good uh i think i trust the colts a bit more I, I think that offense should be able to move the ball a little bit better than the Steelers offense so I'm going to go with the Colts here but not passionate about this one 
both teams quite decent against the spread. Colts eight and five, and Steelers seven and six. So both teams fairly reliable against the spread. I'm um, as someone whose team is in the AFC wildcard hunt with both of these teams, I'm pulling for a tie. <laughs> yeah. Although the tie can sometimes act as a double win with the tiebreakers down the line. So you want to be, yeah. you want to be careful. Yeah, no, I, I, like with Denver's schedule, yeah. which probably looks hopefully three and one at worst, mm-hmm. the tie would essentially function as a loss for both. So I'm hoping for the tie, but I know it's a long shot. Right. That's true. That's the thing. That's the thing with the ties. Is sometimes in the NFL they act as double wins, and other times they act as double losses, depending on how it all shakes out at the end of the season. Um, last game, either the... a win or a loss. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, last game of the Saturday slate. Uh, your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos head into Detroit to take on my boys, uh, the Detroit Lions, who are uh, coming off of uh, getting pecker slapped. Uh, by the Chicago Bears in Chicago. That game was never close. Uh, well, I guess it was 13-13, and then there was that. Like, I literally, <laughs> like, the, the fourth and 13, I saw, okay, it's fourth and 13, they're going to punt. I went to take the dog outside, um, let Lando out. He went out, you know, did his business, came back in. I come back, and I see a big uh, Lions uh, lineman, you know, like with the football rumbling, stumbling, bumbling down the field. And I'm thinking, oh my God, did we block the punt? Is it even better than I thought it was going to be? No, it was much, much worse. And basically everything, because the thing he was running back was a blocked extra point because uh, the Bears were already up six. And I just, I, I could not believe it. They completely spiraled from there. Zero points in the second half. Drops on on key third downs by St. Brown and Gibbs. And just, oh God, it was... It was awful. Uh, meanwhile, the Denver Broncos uh, completely beat up on the Chargers. Now, that was because uh, we got to see the unheralded debut of Easton Stick in that game. Uh, that likely contributed to, uh, at least on, on, the, D, on the, the Chargers' lack of points end. But uh, Herbert wasn't getting much going even before he got hurt in that game. That said, the line for this game, Craig, opened up at Lions minus four. The Sharps came in on the minus four. And it briefly on Tuesday was at minus five for the Lions. And then the Sharps came back in on the plus five with the Broncos. And it's settled back at four, where I assume it is to remain uh, for the remainder until this game actually kicks off. Um, Listen, the Sharps seem to be on Denver. It's a bounce back spot for them. They're at home. There's luck ranking trends. The Broncos have been, you know, people are, are claiming that even though the defense is playing well, they have been turnover merchants over the last little bit. There's 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 a trend going that in the last, uh, basically since the Lions have been considered good in the Dan Campbell era since the back half of last season, the Lions are 6-0 and against, on, against the spread off the loss. There's tons of trends Heading in the Lions direction, and I'm here to tell you that I don't give a crap about any of that because I can tell that this defense is completely broken and there's nothing they can do uh, to fix it. And the Broncos, who sort of rely a bit on screen pass, screen pass, screen pass, uh, insane Cortland Sutton catch, screen pass, screen pass, screen pass. Uh, I just, the Lions aren't going to be able to stop, and, and Cortland Sutton's going to have that insane catch that goes for like 40, 50 plus and probably ends up in the end zone. Um, the Lions can't stop mobile quarterbacks. So I don't know if you, th- if you think that if, if Russell Wilson in the year of our Lord, 2023 is still considered a mobile quarterback, but I think um, he is. 
but he's mobile enough that I guarantee the Lions are going to be whiffing on him a bunch of times. Uh, Denver Broncos for me. The, the Lions defense is completely broken. Maybe maybe the Lions uh, keep this close offensive-wise because uh, they did have a lot of drops. Like The offense wasn't bad on Saturday. They had a lot of third-down drops in the second half. Um, but Campbell just continues to he's, – he's missing the fourth down goes that he was getting all in the earlier of the season. It's it's all spiraling for the Lions, and I do think that that uh, I do think that Bears loss. Uh, I mean, I if if the if the Packers didn't uh, blow it against uh, Tommy DeVito, although the Giants were the better team in that game, uh, I'd be much more worried. But I certainly am worried uh, that there's two games left against uh, Minnesota, who's as Craig mentioned, their defense is playing much better. I'm on the Broncos. Craig, what say you? Uh, my concern on Denver is this. Uh, the defense, like I said, has been playing a lot better lately ever since they kind of jettisoned the older pass rushers, the Randy Gregory's and the and the Frank Clark's, and they they kind of turned the ball, the, the reins over on this, to Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper and, and, and a few, Baron Browning and a few other guys. Well, uh, Cooper and Benito, it looks like neither of them are going to play in this game. And I am concerned that means that Jared Goff is going to be in a nice, comfortable dome environment Mm-hmm. and have all sorts of time in the pocket. That is what I'm worried about. And that would be my concern on Denver hitting this game. I kind of like Denver too. Uh, just like of, of the two teams who is playing better right now, I think it's very clear. Um, but Denver missing two key edge rushers. Like, you know, I, I talk about all the time when you, like injuries are one thing, but when you have multiple guys that do the same thing that get hurt, that's a problem. I, I'm worried about that. And PJ Locke, who's been really good for the Broncos at safety this year, is uh, is also uh, not practicing right now. So I'm just worried about what we've seen uh, from the from the the injury report on defense. And and I'm wondering if this is a game where the Lions might score a whole lot of points because the defense has been bad for some time, as, as you said. But there have been a few games, Pierce, where the offense has has outscored the problem, right? Yes. And like and that New Orleans game was like the score was the first Chicago close, but yeah, the score was close in that, uh, New Orleans game, but not, not if you actually watch that game. Cause like the, the New Orleans had two touchdowns that were, were questionable, very questionable in, in, in terms of how they, uh, and here's the other thing for the lions. Uh, let's see if they win the NFC North, mm-hmm. they're not play like they, they will not like Jared Goff's not taking another snap outdoors until the divisional round of the playoffs, if they hold on to the division here. Because yeah. their final four games, uh, they... Minnesota twice, Dallas, and... Detroit. Detroit, Detroit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so they have two in Detroit, uh, one Dallas, and one in, in Minnesota. So no outdoors the rest of the way. Yeah, so I don't know. I just... They need to get one of the Minnesota games, obviously, but I just... This, this week, I'm, I'm... Yeah, if they get one of the Minnesota games, the division's <laughs> This game literally comes down to one thing for me, and I know it's cliche to say crap like this, but if the Lions can get off the field on third down, they'll probably win this game. But I, I yeah. don't know. They, they've been statistically the worst defense in the league since week seven, which is not a small sample size. That's two months no. now. That, no, that the, defense has, the defense has been bad. Uh, what's, yeah. the, what's the total for this game? Uh, 47 and a half. So, yeah. so not... You know, just not, Denver, Denver missing a bunch of guys and yeah, the Lions defense generally been bad lately. Damn, might be time to go over. Billy, what do you think? Lions uh, laying four in uh, in Fort Field. 
I think it's a few too many for a Broncos team that seems to be getting better every week and a Lions team that does not. Um, so I'm on the Broncos here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Sunday afternoon, pretty pretty decent slate, you guys. A pretty pretty decent slate. Um, even even some of the mediocre matchups are at least kind of intriguing. Um, not in e- actually, well, I was going to say not an easy. Uh, Scott Hansen picked for Crick this week, but that's not true. Um, the uh, first game, though, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, coming off an absolute wine fest of a loss. I don't know what the hell that was all about. Like, here's the thing. Uh, uh, would you ask you my theory on this? I don't know. Sorry, Kadir- you- well, no, I-, I would love to. I just, Canary's Tony was so far off. Like, the D Ford thing from years back that cost him, I could at least say. Okay, that man was a was a fingernail offside, and what he did was not yeah. like, like Kadarius Tony was so far offside that I couldn't even like like let's say they didn't call that, and then we were like the reverse would have been Bills fans on social media going, look at this, Tony lined up four yards offside. I would have been, I would have looked at that and been like, Jesus, that is that's not even close. Well, <laughs> the, the referee said to the media after the game to the the, the pool reporter, yeah. he's like, yeah. look, the, the line judge couldn't see the football. And the yeah. line judge stands in the line of scrimmage and looks yeah. down the line of scrimmage. And he was on that side of the field and looks down the line of scrimmage. And I don't see a football. I see a guy's foot yeah. throwing a flag. Like, yeah. that, like, what else do you do? Like, I can't see the ball. So, yeah. look, flag goes up. And if, uh, NFL throwback. Sorry, just on a tangent. NFL throwback this week, uh, the, the YouTube account, uh, the big video they put out this week. Because they, they usually put out, like, you know, 20-minute highlight videos that is, like, you know, like, the best NFC wildcard games of all time or something like that. Uh, theirs was best plays wiped out by penalties <laughs> this week. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a pretty, it was a pretty, it was, it was a pretty fun watch. Cause that was an all timer. Uh, like that was <laughs> the re- a super cool play. It was a super cool play. Like the referees, it, it, I'm a big spirit of the rule guy, but Tony was so far offside, but uh, the referee literally got on the mic and was like, Hey, we were going to call a flag, but that was so cool. We we're picking it up. I would have been like, yes, Yes, I'm okay with this. Yes. <laughs> right? As a neutral observer. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. What I will, and some sometimes with those with those pl- 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 uh, plays rather, um, the refs already seen the cool thing happen before the flag comes out. On that mm-hmm. one, like Mahomes hadn't even touched the ball yet, and the flag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, flag no, was out. yeah. It, it was, uh, so it, the, the ref, the ref didn't know there was going to be a cool lateral. Uh, yeah, no, that was you, the most offside anyone has ever been in the history of the National Football League on the offensive side. Is is, is all I can say. That was here's here's my theory on that on what happened. So Mahomes looked pretty bad uh, yeah. after that game. He's com- he's complaining to the referees. He's having to be restrained on the sideline. He goes over to shake Josh Allen's hand, and he's complaining that, about it. And Josh, that was the worst the part is- to me. The the yelling at the sidelines, I don't have any problem with that. Like, but the, like not looking Josh Josh Allen in the eye and, and giving him daps or yeah. whatever, and then saying that that was the that was when it was like, okay, come on now, man. <laughs> that was yeah. yeah. My theory is this, and I said this on Twitter, and I said it on the radio this week too. Uh, my theory is. Like he, the frustration has been boiling over with him at Kadarius, Tony, Rasheed Rice, yeah. and Marquez Valdez Scantling all season. All season, it's been boiling over, and he's been getting pissed off, but he can't say anything. He's a good yeah. teammate. He doesn't want to, like, you know, cause any problems in the locker room, and he wants, he needs those guys, you know, head on straight if they want to win games. Mm-hmm. So that was a moment where he, like, the person he was pissed off at was Kadarius Tony. <laughs> That's sure who he was, was mad at. Yeah, and he's like, I, I, I'm so pissed off. I have to like vent this anger somewhere. 
I'm going to be mad at the referees for calling that. And yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to complain about it, Josh Allen. I'm going to complain about it. My post game news conference. I'm going to, I just go off about it because he had so much negative energy pent up from all the shit that those wide receivers have done wrong all season. And he just needed to get it out. That's yeah. my theory on what happened there. I think, I think I, I would subscribe to that theory. <laughs> I sure would. Um, yeah, it's just for the Chiefs of all people to start complaining about calls. I'm like, eh, maybe you guys have up, got guys. some of these, I think. Yeah, I mean they've they've had some against them, and they've had some for them for sure. Like they had one that probably won them a Super Bowl last year. Or they had one that cost them a Super Bowl like three years earlier. So uh, you never know. Gambling-wise for this game, so the Chiefs are heading into New England to take on the Patriots. This line opened up at Patriots plus 9.5, and, and the Sharps murdered this down to a 7.5. And, and yeah, I still think the 7.5 is too high. The Chiefs can't cover. They can't score. They can't cover high lines. They can't score. This Patriots team has had um, extra days to get ready because they played the Thursday game. The defense is playing great. They, I, I know it was against uh, Pittsburgh, but, you know, Bailey Zappi was at least sort of getting the ball downfield. I'm on the Patriots. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, Zappi was tolerable. I, I, I think he, <coughs> he, he probably gives them a better shot. And, and the Chiefs have failed at covering. And they must be pretty rough against the spread. Um, I think it's too many. So I would have loved to get it at nine and a half, but I'll take seven and a half. Give me the, the, the Patriots. Yeah, Chiefs are seven and six uh, against the spread, so not great. Oh, <coughs> Patriots better than I thought. P- Patriots are a league worst against the spread. Actually, they're three and ten um, because uh, for a while there they were scoring zero points. <laughs> it was the thing. Yeah, um, no. yeah. Th- three weeks where you, where you, I think, when you have a three week stretch where you combine for like thirteen points or whatever it was, you're you're gonna keep in mind that they scored zero points and covered in one of those games. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Didn't they cover so, against the Chargers? And despite no, getting shut no, out? The char- no, oh. they, the Chargers were minus four, and they covered the – that game oh. actually closed at minus five and a half. The other thing that was devastating was I, I had uh, the uh, the total in Vikings uh, Raiders bet all the way down to uh, a cool uh, plus uh, over three and a half points. Just missed it. Mm. <laughs> you, uh, you know, minus, bad, bad luck. Minus right? minus twenty thousand. I had that down too. Thought it was a shoe in. Thought it was a shoe in. Damn it. Had that parlay. That needed that. But it was the last leg of a, of a thirty-seven long parlay. Had the other thirty-six <laughs> right. Miss, missed out on Vikings Raiders over three and a half total. Probably should have cashed it out. Going to be Probably honest. Should have. So foolish. Uh, <laughs> all right. Jokes aside. Uh, Craig and I, or sorry, Billy and I are both on the Patriots in this one. Uh, Craig, how about you? I'm leaning New England, but I don't love it just from the perspective of like, yeah, Kansas City's offenses look bad, but like, you know, they might get 14 and that might be enough, you know? Yeah. You like, could, you could see that. Could, just... could, could New England score three points in this game? Yes. Yeah. But it's absolutely possible. So I, I, I just, I, I don't want anything to do with it. Fair enough. I, I have no problem laying it with the Patriots. I think I think the defense is good enough. And the over-under for this is 37 and a half. So that tells you where Vegas is at, is at on this one. Uh, meaning they, they think this is going to be like a like a 13-10 type of game. Um, or maybe like a, you know, 20-20 Do you think that game. Patrick and Andy have something special for Belichick that they've been saving? They've, they've <laughs> played this guy a lot of times in big games. Maybe whatever they're saving for the playoffs, they're gonna start busting it out now because you know yeah. they're they're all of a sudden looking at they're they're staring down the barrel of a road playoff game which they haven't played at ever in this tenure of these well, three if they, gentlemen. If, if they lose this one, 
if they yeah. lose this one, all of a sudden I can start thinking about home playoff games. Yeah. So there's that. Assuming part. the Broncos win Saturday, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're all kind of leaning towards the Patriots, even though the best of the number is kind of gone. So, you know, just watch out for this one. It's just, the Chiefs historic. The Chiefs, when they were at the peak of their powers, didn't really cover lines this high, though, because I don't know. It, it's been a weird year for the Chiefs, for sure. Uh, next up, the New York Jets head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins coming off a, a absolute crushing victory or uh, crushing loss uh, where they were. 13 and a half point favorites going into the game against Tennessee. Uh, looked like they were going to lose for a big chunk of that. And then finally, uh, at the beginning of the, or in the middle of the fourth quarter, went up by 14 and we're all of a sudden covering. And I had, I was laying the points with the Dolphins. Um, not a lot, just like half a unit. And all of a sudden I was like, hey, I'm all of a sudden going to cover this game. And then it happened. It was three minutes, less than three minutes down 14. Uh, Will Levis uh, out of nowhere just starts doing stuff and uh, they go for two to get uh, down by six and then score the seven and win the game by one. It was, it was great um, to watch the, the, the game theory come through on that one. That was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, and Will Levis's uh, like meathead celebration <laughs> was, was great. Um, uh, meanwhile, the Jets, man, I had them on the money line. Uh, against the Texans, and that was uh, that was a beauty. The only thing that sucked about that game was I had the under on the 33-and-a-half, and it was 0-0 at halftime, and, I saw, and the game somehow still went over because Zach Wilson, of all people, went off, <laughs> and I ended up losing. He scored 30 points in the second half, and I, and I, and I lost that bet. That was, that was crazy, but they came through on the money line and quite easy, so that was good. Dolphins laying 8-and-a-half. Um... This is this is the Jets for me again. I know the Jets just had their probably their their biggest win since Week One. Um, Zach Wilson's never looked good in back-to-back football games. The Dolphins obviously will be looking for uh, vengeance after having uh, blown that and the uh, lead in the AFC. The Ravens now have the have the driver's seat in the AFC. Um, that's it. Tyreek Hill, if he's in any way compromised. Their whole offense might be suspect against this Dolphins team because yep. all, all of a sudden, if they if they don't have to double team Hill and and all that stuff, this Jets defense is good enough that they can disrupt what this what, what this Miami Dolphins team likes to do. Uh, so for that but reason, you especially um, on in Monday's game, you could see how much Hill not being out there impacted very, what they were doing. It just part. felt like it just felt like the entire thing was off the rails because he wasn't around. Yeah. In fact, when he left the game, I don't think they scored point. Like they didn't score a touchdown until uh, one of the Titans fumbled the or muffed came, the punt, right? Yeah, and, and then, and and then like, he came back if, and they started if moving you it. Team Tyree Kill MVP. Yeah, let's say Hill, Hill comes back this week and he's fine with like regular Tyree Kill. If you are thinking that Tyree Kill should win the MVP, I think Monday's game like that goes on your your PowerPoint presentation, does it not? Yeah, I like, I, I hey, look, it will go on mine because I am a buzzsaw. This mm. offense has been a buzzsaw. It's been mowing everyone down most of the year. He goes out for a bit, and they looked incompetent for a quarter and a half. Yeah. Just maybe he is the MVP. Yeah, I have, I'm going to put it on my PowerPoint presentation because I have Tyreek Hill as the MVP uh, for this season right now. Uh, what do you think of this gambling-wise, though, Billy? Uh, the Dolphins laying eight and a half at home. 
the Dolphins are one of those teams that if they're playing a bad defense, there's no line that scares me because that offense just shreds bad defenses. But I do think they, they will be slowed down by a decent defense. Uh, so I'm willing to take the points with the Jets here. I think they'll be able to keep it close. Dolphins get the W, but uh, I'll assume it's a bit closer. Here, here's the thing that's insane about this matchup is uh, the, the the this is the biggest uh, DVOA disparity of the week. The Dolphins are fifth in DVOA, and the Jets are all the way down to 25th. But if you look closely at the Jets' numbers, they are third in DVOA in both defense and special teams. They are ranked dead last in offense, and that's because they've been playing Tim Boyle for two or three weeks or whatever the hell. Um, it's, this is just insane. You wonder what they could have done if Aaron Rodgers didn't blow his Achilles out on the first on the first series of the season. It's 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 wild because their, their defense is historically good. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Dolphins land the eight and a half. What are the odds the two teams from New York both having an offensive DVOA number that starts with a three? Yeah, that's not what you want. Uh that's also uh, insulting I, I like, to tell me. Uh, I like Vito. the Jets too. I, I, I was talking about uh, the uh, EPA per play on defense, uh, like from week four to, to now, and how the Broncos were fourth. Uh, one of the three teams ahead of the Broncos, along with the Vikings, who were first, was the third place New York Jets. Like, the, that, this defense is, is legit. It's for real. And if Tyreek Hill is not quite normal Tyreek Hill, the Dolphins, I think, are going to have a hard time moving the ball. So uh, I, 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 I'm with. I'm with Bill. I think the Dolphins win this game, but I think it's closer than eight and a half. All right. Uh, next up, the Chicago Bears, who are all of a sudden very, very frisky. And if Fields keeps playing like this, they're going to have a decision on their hands in the offseason of what to do with that number one pick that they're going to own from the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm of the mind just draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and a, and a left tackle. <laughs> but uh, that, that that's just me because I, I think Fields can play. But – Man, it's it's a tough. I think one. if you have that pick, you have to trade it though. Yeah, you're you're gonna trade back if 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 that's the case, but you don't want to go too far, obviously, because you'd still like to have Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, if you're the Chicago Bears. Uh, this game has seen some movement. Joe Flacco looked pretty good in that Jacksonville game. Um, he's getting the start for this one, despite the fact apparently any team can pick him up because he's still on the on the practice squad. Although Flacco has to actually put pen to paper and sign with a different team, so I think that's why they're they're doing that. This line's seen some movement. This line opened up at Browns minus two and a half, and the Sharps came in on the Browns so hard that they pushed it not only through the three, but up to the three and a half, and we're getting the hook. So for about a day. In the middle of this week, it was up at Chicago plus three and a half. And the Sharps then came back in on the three and a half and have now pushed it to uh, down to the Browns minus three. So if this game ends at Browns minus three, the Sharps are going to like it, it. Like if the Browns win this game by three points, the Sharps are going to middle this football game. Uh, I think I like the Browns in this or not the Browns, sorry, the Bears in this spot. Um, uh, getting the points uh, or get, I like getting the points with the three. It sucks because we're missing the best of the number with both teams in this game. Uh, but I like, I kind of like what the Browns are doing. And I know this Joe Flacco thing has worked out for two weeks, but th- this Bears defense is doing well enough. I think, I think they can uh, show us what 2023 Joe Flacco is truly about in this football game. So I'm on the Bears. Billy, what do you think? Browns currently laying three. Yeah, I. 
I think I like the Browns here. I, I don't have – I know Fields looked decent last week running on uh, on your Lions there, but I don't think the Bears' offense is going to be able to do much damage to this Browns' defense. So if they're not getting – if they're getting less than 10 points, I like the Browns to score a couple here. So give me the Browns. These are, these are fair points. Craig, tiebreaker on this one. Uh, yeah, I, um, uh, I think the Browns, I just think that the, the defense is actually getting healthier. They're, they're starting to get some guys back here. I know well, I shouldn't say that because Grant Delpit's going to miss this game, but, um, I, I think that they'll be able to cause some havoc in the, in the bears backfield here. Uh, miles Garrett and friends. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the Browns will be able to, to handle what's going on this week. Give me, give, give me Cleveland, but I don't love it. All right. Uh, Next up, a game that uh, has seen a little bit of key movement here. Uh, the Tennessee Titans uh, have the Houston Texans coming to town. This line opened up uh, Tennessee minus two and a half, and the Sharps and some schmuck named Matt Pierce came in on the Tennessee Titans at the two and a half and moved it to the three. So it's now getting the three. So you're not getting the best of the number for Tennessee anymore. I'm still on Tennessee laying the minus three. I know Tennessee is on a short week. I know that they they just had their win pretty much of the season against the uh, Dolphins on Monday. But you got Davis Mills, most likely, yeah, on the road against Vrabel at home with no tank Dell and a banged up Nico Collins. Like I, I don't, I don't see how you could possibly uh, think about taking the points with the Texans in this one. Craig, what do you think? Uh, Titans, one of my five, uh, yeah. it, it just, it, I, I it's probably going to be Davis mills. And again, even if it was like Davis mills with, with CJ's guys, then maybe you could talk yourself into it. But if you just look at how th- this offense has changed with tank Dell on and off the field this year, it's, it's something. It's really something. Uh, I, uh, I, I and, and Collins, obviously he said he hopes that he's going to play this weekend. He's banged that doesn't up. He's compromised. Guy. He's yeah. compromised if he's on the field, unfortunately. If he's out there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so d- injuries really may have derailed the Texans here, which was it is too bad because they were having a fun season. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the Titans are the pick here. They're one of my five. All right, Billy. How about you? Uh, Titans land three. Yep, I think it's Titans for me as well. I, I think Houston's just got too much to recover from. They haven't had the time to do it. So the Titans have been good enough all year to beat a team like Houston when they're missing as many key guys. So Titans, they're reliable. Still in the one o'clock slate, we got the New York Giants heading into New Orleans to take on the Saints, and the Saints are laying six. Um, Listen, all of the gambling trends say that you're supposed to kind of fade the Giants here. The Giants just had uh, a season-defining win on Monday against the Green Bay Packers. They were the better team the whole way, um, even though they still needed the – like, I, I don't know. that the, the ending of that was bizarre. I don't know if you were watching that with me, Billy, but Vikings fans and Lions fans, I think, were the most – like, they were the most glued to that um, to that game. And as Saquon Barkley well, was – Cousins was on the Manning cast, like, <laughs> audibly cheering – for the Giants, he like, you yeah. know, he, like they're, they're hitting plays down the sideline of Robinson. He's he's clapping his hands like, yeah, good throw, there it is. Like he's yeah. like just pumped up. And I'm like, good for him. Because he yeah, yeah. wants the Packers to lose, of course. Yeah, of course he does. He plays for the Vikings. Like it, it's just <laughs> like, but like <laughs> when Saquon Barkley just like 
foul. He was streaking. All he has to do is if he runs, he will not run out of bounds because he still wanted the clock to roll. But if he just yeah. goes down, the, the game's that was probably it was over. It, it was over yeah. if he just went down there, and he goes down and he somehow loses the football. Two Packers somehow avoid touching him so they don't get the thing, and then they pick it up and take it back sixty yards and to the. The football but, doesn't bounce out of bounds because that that tackle was no. pretty close to the sidelines. If that same thing happens and he loses the ball that same way, five out of ten times it's going out of bounds. Yeah, it's it's just like, and I'm just sitting there going, how? Like I'm I'm Jesse, you know, like I'm Jesse Pinkman, the the Jesse Pinkman just meme, just going, how are they going to get away with? Like they can't keep getting away with this, right? Like. <laughs> With Jordan Love, who was terrible the entire game, completely inaccurate, one of the worst interceptions you'd ever see, and then the touchdown they scored, like barely scraped the uh, the, the 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 plane of the end zone, and I'm just like, are you shitting me? And then, God bless. Well, them. The, 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 here's the age old adage though, and this is where they screwed up. It's the yeah. age old adage, right? So they yeah. go and they score at the end of the game, and everyone always says you can't leave too much time for Tommy DeVito. No, and he walked out, and he was at the line going, Cavs are here, and he, and he was getting the ball. He should literally use Cavs are here as a, uh, as a, as a friggin' call sign for whatever they make it more famous than Omaha, right? Like, yeah. Did you, uh, did you see the meme going around today? It was uh, uh, Tommy DeVito's agent shows agent, up to negotiate yeah. his next contract with the Giants, <laughs> and it's Joe Pesci as Vinny. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, but just like, yeah, him doing the, 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 the purse and just, oh, God, it was so good. And then, you know, and good old heavy set Randy Bullock got out there and managed to squeeze it through the uprights because he missed one earlier. Um, so obviously I was, I was losing my mind over that one. But back to this game, all of this stuff says you're supposed to fade the, the Giants here because they're a bad team coming off a big win. They're 31st in DVOA. The Saints are 21st, so not, not like better, but not mind-bendingly better uh, like the saints are at home that said six is way too high for the saints team to be laying right now with Derek carr playing as as god-awful as he's as he's been playing the saints uh, have I'm to a... shut car down like the guy obviously is just really banged up yeah i and just needs to not be out there yeah here's the thing um in, in the fantasy that league that i'm i'm in i've, I've been kind of running my wife's team as, as as well as mine and obviously hers is doing way better than mine. um but she lost um herbert this week um and now and but has the bye week in the playoffs so she's got two weeks to figure something out and i for her i i threw up a hail mary pick for her of i told her go get Jameis winston and just hope that a week from now the saints come to their damn senses and and start letting him chuck it and interceptions be damned. They've just got they they've just got to go to Winston. Like they, they've got to get a guy who will get who will just yolo the ball downfield and potentially something might happen because there's still so much talent on this offense that's just not happening right now. But gambling wise for this one, there's no way this. Would, would anyone Saints care team. to know my favorite player on the Saints offense right now? And I get excited whenever he does anything. Taysom Hill or no, Jimmy Graham oh. in 2023. The superstar Jimmy Graham. I love yeah. the fact that he's still out there. That's Jimmy good Graham stuff. To you. Did he have two scores last week or just one? I know he had one. Uh, he had two. Wow. No, no, sorry. He had two. He had a big catch on a third down and he had a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Jimmy Graham being you. Still holding it up. Uh, yeah. You just, you can't lay six with the Saints right now. It's, 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 it's no good. Billy, what do you think? Saints inexplicably laying six. 
Yeah, I think that is too high. I was looking at a line of 4.5 and I was thinking, okay, that's that's reasonable. But six is just too many for me. Um, I think you got to take the points with the Giants. They're not completely incapable and the Saints are bad. They're still going to play Carr and he's just not getting it done. So I'm liking the Giants here. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are one of the worst teams in the league against the spread. They're three nine and one. Giants not f- faring only slightly better, five seven and one, but uh, not great. Craig, what do you think? The Giants getting six in uh, the Superdome. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Giants here. Uh, the fact that the Saints uh, are still like alive in the NFC South is 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 troubling. Uh, yeah, the like they're, well, they're not even they're, they're alive. They're they're tied for first in the division right now. It's extremely troubling. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think the Giants, the Giants win the game, and uh, the Giants win the uh, cover rather, and the Saints win the game is 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 what I'm going to go with. That being said, okay, don't, if you're going to score late, don't leave too much time for Tommy DeVito. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Uh, there's a very good chance that the three of us are on this podcast right before. Um wild card weekend and talking about how yet again there should be a rule that you don't like you just should be allowed to make the playoffs if you're below 500 like you, you just should yeah. regardless of whether you win win the division or not um because it looks like it's going to be a below 500 team or that's that's going to be yeah. hosting a playoff well, that being game said, for the like, nfc so you guys are, are pulling for that to to not be the case because you want the tampa bay buccaneers to win this weekend so there you go yeah that's true um next up Second last game of the uh, penultimate, if you will, game of the one o'clock slate. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, head into Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. And I, I don't know. I just I had Carolina as one of my five last week. Um, and obviously that wasn't even close. They look so bad. They're terrible. They're 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 unbelievably terrible. That said, if I could channel Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain, I, I'll I wish I could quit you. Because uh, I'm on the Panthers this week, guys. The Falcons. Like, oh no! Don't gross. don't be like Heath Ledger. Keep, keep doing this. So, I know family. it's not it's not gonna be one of my five. It's not gonna be one of my five. I'll say that this will not be one of the ones I have the most units on. But I bet on every football game every week. When I bet on this one, my units will be on the Carolina Panthers because uh, what are we what are we doing here? This is, the, the Falcons are 27th in DVOA. They can't be laying three on the road. But like, man, the, 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 this Panthers team though is unconscionably bad. Uh, Craig, take it away, please. Scott Hansen, <laughs> do not show this game. No. Uh, but I'm going to make this commitment to my Scott Hansen game. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm, I'm going to try to not use the Panthers anymore. It's 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 just it's it's such low hanging fruit, but they are unwatchable. They are unwatchably yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, I'm going to go against you in this game, though. I, I think Atlanta. Okay. Just because yeah. the Panthers are so bad, the Falcons have stuff to play for, mm-hmm. and the, the Falcons just have a couple of guys who can make you know big plays, and mm-hmm. that, just one or two of those might be enough to cover this. So I'm going to take Atlanta. There's a very good chance. Um... That the system I'm staring at is leading me keeps leading me astray with the Carolina Panthers because um, the 2023 Panthers are just a historic system buster right now in terms of how terrible they are. So that, that has a team this bad down. ever not had their first round pick? The NFL? <laughs> no, not in the NFL. No, we've seen it in like the NBA uh, from time to time, but never in the NFL as far as far as I know. Uh, Billy tiebreaker on this one. 
Yeah, I'm not comfortable <laughs> that I want to bet on the Falcons. So or I'm going to say I'm betting against the Panthers, and that's that's all I'll say. <laughs> that's a good way of looking at it. Very good way of looking at it. Or sorry, I'll uh, take the Falcons. All right, probably smart. Like I said, I just my my system keeps telling me like this is just like I'm just staring at a team that's 27. Like just systems aside, and and yeah. and crunching numbers it's a team that's 27th in dvoa laying three on the road right like that's that should be an automatic hold your nose and take the panthers which i'm doing but man this this team is is an ultimate system buster um last game of the one o'clock slate uh the tampa bay buccaneers head into green bay to take on the panthers um packers are laying three and a half uh packers are in a short week this I, this is going to be one of my five. I think this is a law. I think the Panthers are a or the the Buccaneers sorry are a live live dog here. Uh, we're talking about Panthers or, or uh, I keep saying Panthers. Jesus, uh, Bucks twenty second in DVL, Green Bay nineteen. And man, I I think I man, I, I there's a very good chance that like people were making fun of Dobbs sanity. Uh, that, like the two weeks of Dobbs sanity with uh, w- with Josh Dobbs on the Vikings there, Bill, uh, before it all came to a crashing halt. Man, I, I'm just like love sanity is is not that far behind. He 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 was woefully woefully inaccurate in that Giants game. Uh, I I think the Bucks are a live dog. They got a lot to play for, and quite frankly, I know the Packers have been playing some decent defense recently. Um, Tommy Tommy DeVito game winning drives aside, I like Baker Mayfield is playing some some gutty football. He's probably going to win comeback player of the year uh, this year good. if. If the Bucs make the playoffs, I'm on the Bucs. They're one of my five, and I'm obviously rooting hard for them uh, as a Lions slash anti-Packers fan. Billy, what say you on this one? Packers laying three and a half. Yeah, I, I also I really don't buy into love yet. I, I think the Buccaneers are a better team. Do I want to give? Yeah, I think you're getting a bit there. Yeah, I like the Bucs in this one. Uh, I still have no faith in the Packers, so give me the Buccaneers, and I hope they get the W, too. Uh, further eroding the Packers' chances. Yeah, I, I think I think you got to get on this one now because I think this hook might leave by the time the game starts because I think the sharps are going to come in hard on the Bucks uh, on Sunday morning and might push this down to three. Although Green Bay super public, so maybe uh, maybe it doesn't get down uh, all the way to the three. Craig, what do you think? Uh, Buccaneers, Packers, Packers laying three and a half. As someone whose team is not in the NFC, I'm going to make a plea as to why you should be cheering for the Buccaneers in this game. A couple mm-hmm. things. One, I want playoff Baker Mayfield two uh the 2023 Rams should be a playoff team I don't want this stupid Packer team making it I want the Rams to have their spot um the 2023 Rams are super fun they are a fun team to watch they're good I like watching them um you have cup you have Nakua you have Stafford making some crazy throws he looks great I don't want that team coming to Fort Field I'll tell you what uh oh man could you imagine at the bike at the the, uh, Lions get their first uh, home playoff game in you know 25 years, and then Matt Stafford's the other team's quarterback. Yeah, I just it's I didn't too think cruel. about that possibility until this exact second. Oh, it's wow. like when they picked. It's like when they picked Mongo. Oh shit, that's too cruel. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's probably gonna happen if we're being oh, honest with ourselves. Oh, so hey. bad. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I I like the Buccaneers. One of my five. Yeah, all right. Uh, marquee matchup of the one o'clock slate. Uh, I mean, is it Bucks Panthers based on the amount of Bucks Packers? 
Bucks Packers just based on the amount of juice that's kind of kicking around that game. I know they're two uh, below 500 teams, but you yeah. know, only slightly so. I yeah. think, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, I mean Bears Browns is kind of wrong, but the Bears are five and eight. Yeah. If the Bears were if the Bears were six and seven, you could maybe say Bears Browns, but I, I think it's Bucks Packers. Yeah, I think it, you're right. It, I, it, it might be yeah, a loser I'll, I'll, down match. You want to know what game I'm going to be the most interested to watch though? And it's not. I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm fascinated to see what Kansas City's offense looks like this week. I'm fascinated. Yes. By it. But you can't put the Patriots, uh, the 2023 no, Patriots, in the turkey match. That's, you that's, you know. Yeah, I think it's Bucks packers just because it's a borderline loser-leaves-town match. Yeah. So, yeah. If the NFC South were a real division, it would absolutely be a loser-leaves-town match. But it's not. Yeah. The, the Buccaneers yeah. could lose this game and still be okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right, 4 o'clock four. slate. Uh, first up, the San Francisco 49ers head to Arizona. Arizona coming off a bye. Uh, and the Niners, who are just the best team, killing everybody right now. They're laying 12 and a half on the road. Um, I don't have anything to say on this one gambling-wise other than you're holding your nose and you're taking the 12 and a half with the Arizona Cardinals. They've had two weeks to prepare. Niners have been killing everybody. It's a high line on the road in a divisional matchup. You're, you're taking the 12 and a half. Uh, and who knows? Kyler Murray and, and the guys might be running around doing all sorts of stuff. And he seems to be hooking up with that tight end a lot. They seem to have developed the rapport. Um, the back door will be open. It's it's the Cardinals. Billy, what do, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I I certainly hate lines this high, but these this 49ers team has just been gangbusters. Um, I, I still think I'm on the points. I, I think these are, are two NFL teams. The, the number's too high. I'm taking the Cardinals. Um, but this one scares me because the 49ers scare me. So I'm not uh, not making this one one of my five. They are a well-oiled machine, and certainly everything points to it. It might be Kyle Shanahan's year finally. Craig, what do you think? Uh, Niners I was going to say the exact same. I'm, I'm for sure leaning Cardinals, but I do not have the stones to go against the 49ers right now. It's, so, it's a hold your nose. You've got to do it. And then just don't watch the game. Just check, check right. the final score. Because, because you don't like, want to look, see Kyle's the Niners just that, crushing them, Kyle's right? good enough that the, you know, the, 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 the Cardinals are down 17 late. And then he comes back and scores a touchdown and covers the game. Like that that's yeah. the sort of thing that could easily happen here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I just I don't I don't have the stones to go against this Niner team right now. They just look too good. Uh, next up, the Washington Commanders coming off a bye. Uh, it was the last bye week of the season was week fourteen. Uh, they're heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, who just uh, lost a tough one. They, they they were really in it there with Baltimore. Probably should have won, but remember, it, it only matters if you covered the games, and the Rams damn sure covered. Um, the Rams are laying six and a half, and I'm telling you right now, let's get that six and a half, uh, despite the fact the Commanders are coming off a uh, bye. Let's get that six and a half now before this gets to a seven. I'm still going to like it at the seven, but you're going to want that key half point uh, that gets there before the seven because I just love the Los Angeles Rams this week. Um, they're one of my fringe five right now, but I'm I'm on the six and a half. Greg, what say you? Rams laying six and a half against Washington. Rams are for sure one of my five. Washington's quit. Yeah, they quit. Well, and the Rams, Sam Howell. The... Sam Howell hasn't quit though, because I don't think that man has any quit in him based on the amount of sacks he's taken. So <laughs> that's true. Uh, so so that the back door will be open for the Commanders. So I I, I don't want to. Sorry, I I agree with you. I do think the, that uh, a lot of the Commanders are sort of phoning it in, but not that Sam Howell. That man refuses to give up. <laughs> well, sadly, the people sometimes. the people who are responsible for keeping him from being hit have given up. <laughs> so that's true. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Rams or one of my five. All right, uh, Billy. How about you? Rams laying the six and a half. Yeah, I, I like the Rams here. That they're going to be able to score a lot of points. I, I I did look at the over under line here. It's pretty darn high. Uh, I think you're going to see some fireworks. I think the Rams are significantly better at that. So give me the Rams for sure. All right. Uh, last game of the four o'clock slate, and this is uh, probably the matchup of the weekend. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are heading into Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills coming off that big win that uh, nearly went full Bills on. Although, if if that Kadarius Tony touchdown had have counted, there was still like a buck twelve left, and the Bills had all three timeouts, so that game would have been far from over, even uh, even if he wasn't uh, three yards offside uh, before the snap. Never seen that before. Um, Bills length two and a half. Cowboys coming off, uh, both these teams coming off huge wins, obviously. Uh, Bills aforementioned over the Chiefs. And uh, in what was supposed to be the Sunday night football matchup of the season, but ended up being the Cowboys just decimating the Eagles. Um, I'm laying the points with the Bills here, guys. This just, this would be as good as the Cowboys have looked. This would be so Cowboys uh, for me. Um for them to come out and, and lose this game uh, in Buffalo, where it is supposed to be cold this weekend. And much like Craig said that the Rams uh, deserve to make the playoffs, and I think we, we, we would be all better uh, off as football fans if the Rams made the playoffs. Uh, ditto in the AFC for the Buffalo Bills, so I'm hoping the Buffalo Bills go ahead and get themselves. Hard disagree. Uh, fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> uh, you can both make the playoffs. but uh, Oh, they both can for sure. That being said, yeah. if there's like a mix, there's like, a, oh, who's in the mix for the playoffs at the end of the year? I want Buffalo there. I want them in all the tiebreakers. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, yep. I'm going Bills. I, th- I, I think they, they, they put the two in a row uh, together here. Uh, what say you, Craig, with the Bills as the short home favorite? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Bills too. Uh, it just... If like the, just things were going went a little too well for Dallas, it just kind of feels like a bit of a letdown spot for them. Uh, I'm I'm going with the Bills here. It's a it's a tough matchup. Going to be a fun game though. Like the the last uh, the last three games of this weekend, uh, the ones that kick off 4:20 and later on Sunday, uh, the, the the Sunday that that game, the Sunday night or in the Monday night are all fun games. Uh, but I'm taking the Bills. Uh, Billy, how about you? Cowboys heading to Buffalo, getting two and a half. Yeah, I'm on the Cowboys here. I, uh, I I think the Bills have struggled against really good teams. Uh, the Cowboys have been executing incredibly well. Um, they're not going to get the mistakes the Chiefs made last week. I, I think the Cowboys are a better team. I'm taking the Cowboys. All right. Sunday nighter, the Baltimore Ravens heading to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. This line opened up at Baltimore minus three and a half, and uh, enough money has come in on the Jaguars that they have moved uh, it down, that the hook is gone. It's now just Baltimore minus three. Um, man, uh, historically, Lamar Jackson has not done well as a road favorite in his career. They just had a really big win over the Rams where they were a high favorite and won the game but didn't cover. Um, obviously, like, if I'm curious as to what the line would be for this game if Lawrence wasn't playing with one foot. Um, he was bad in that um, game against the Browns. Yeah. They needed one of the worst uh, OPIs – or, sorry, uh, DPIs I've ever seen called – 
uh, to get that late touchdown where they were in the mix for, for potentially covering and whatnot. Um, there were a lot of people sweating that two-point conversion because uh, the books closed at Browns uh, minus two and a half, I think. Um, uh, and, you know, that, that would have pushed it from four to two. So that would have been, been something. Um, but, yeah, Lawrence is flat out bad, and it's because he was playing on uh, what we were told was a high ankle sprain. But, uh, like, I, I mean, I get, there's no way it was a high ankle sprain. It must have just been a regular sprain, and they said high ankle sprain for reasons not understood by me. Um, but man, this is a tough one. I, I think I lean Baltimore, but it's, I don't feel strong about it right now. Uh, how about you, Billy? What do you, what do you think with the Jaguars as a home dog? Yeah. Ravens for me. I, I mean, Lawrence looked off last week. You got a Ravens team that's playing pretty darn well. That defense has been great. Um, I, I think there's a lot of reasons to go with the Ravens here, and I'm not trusting the Jaguars with what I've seen in the last couple weeks. So give me the Ravens. All right. How about you, Craig? Jaguars getting three at home. Uh, Kyle Hamilton and Roquan Smith, both of them in practice this week. I think Hamilton mm. is the guy that we're more concerned about not playing. That is very relevant to what's going yeah. on here uh, and how well the Ravens defense has been playing. I, I, I think Jacksonville. Like obviously they're they're still worried. Like not only were they was Lawrence clearly not a hundred percent in that game, but you know who they really miss is Kirk. Yeah, they really miss Kirk in that game against Cleveland, and he wasn't out there, and that was a problem. And they missed him against Cincinnati too. Um, I, I I think that I would lean Jacksonville. Just I'm going to take them uh, with the three and a half. They're at home, but I, I wouldn't feel comfortable about it either way. Monday nighter, we got the Philadelphia Eagles coming off a loss, uh, and um, coming off a loss to the Cowboys on Sunday night football. So they're technically on short-ish rest for this one. Uh, the Seahawks and they're heading into Seattle to take on the Seahawks, and the Eagles are laying four. The, the fact that it's four, that's got to be the Geno Smith line, right? But I don't know, Geno Smith isn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look like he's going to play, but man, that's there's, there's no way they're laying four against Drew Locke, right? Although Drew Locke did look pretty good against against the best defense, yeah, uh, in the league, right? Like or one of yeah, the, the Seahawks lost that game. It felt more like on offense than on, yeah. on on defense than they did on offense. I should say. Yeah, he he covered that game. They, that was a high yeah. line, and and he he managed to cover. So so good for Drew Locke. Um, I think I like, I like the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, I think yeah. I want the Seahawks oh, in this one too. Yeah, yep. and they're 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 uh, on the fringe five for me as well, but uh, I don't think we're not talking enough as a football watching public about the Eagles' defense being twentieth in DVOA. Yeah, well, that's what the people who were like the the the, the guys who were um, saying that. I mean, the, there there was a lot of remember last year, Bill, when when uh, your Vikings were winning all the one score games and everybody couldn't shut the f up about how they were just the luckiest <laughs> team in the world. They never should have been like you know, 11 and two or whatever they were because they were 11 and 0 in one score games that all that same one score game crap is basically applied to the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles, but nobody's really said anything uh, about that. Right. Cause cause they won a bunch of games last year. Yeah. Well, cause they were, cause you know, usually there's a Super Bowl hangover and that has not happened with the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And and, 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 you know, they're, they're still going to be a, a, a playoff team, and they could still win the Super Bowl. I could see that. But 
uh, as the weeks go by, you know, they, they, they seem more and more vulnerable each week unless they only need one yard to do something, <laughs> in, in which case they are completely unstoppable. But, um, yeah, I'm on the Seahawks as well, Craig. What say you? Uh, yeah, I just uh, – I don't trust the Seagull defense right now. Seattle's still a tough place to play. And here's the thing. Like, this obviously is a big game for the Eagles. That, that goes without saying. They're tied for first in the division. Uh, this is if, – if the Seahawks don't win this, they're, they're done. That's it. Yes. Like, yeah. the, the Seahawks can't go to 6-8 to and eight in the NFC. They, that would no. just, I think, be the end of the road for them. So desperate team I at think, home. Good spot. Good spot to, yeah, to take them. I desperate think. team yeah. at home. This is, uh, if you don't win, you're done. Uh, I, I want Seattle. Yeah. Uh, desperate team at home as a dog, no less, too. So that's a, yeah, that's a exactly. spot. You're getting four points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Billy? Anything to add on this one with the Eagles laying four in Seattle? Yeah, I, I, I think I like Seattle more. I, I do think this Eagles team is pretty good. 20th in, in DVOA seems low for defense, but I, I still think they're capable. I just think Seattle has looked decent and the Eagles are vulnerable at times. So I think I like Seattle here, but I'm not that passionate about it. All right. Uh, okay. All that's left to do is uh, to give our picks for week 15. Billy, uh, after a nice little 4-0-1 week, why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week 15, good sir? I will do that. I'm going to take the Ravens. going to take the Broncos. Take the Patriots. The Cowboys. And the Bengals. Cincinnati. Oh, you're the old emotional hedge from Billy. (laughs) Yep. I'm about to go against him. He's going to hope I'm right. All right. Uh, All right, Craig, who you got? Week 15. I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, for the reasons I said, just I think that uh, Brian Flores is going to do some messed up stuff, and that's going to be a hard time for Jake Browning. Uh, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. I will be taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Los Angeles Rams, and give me the Seahawks as my as my fifth one. Uh, you get a few, a uh, few similar, uh, from me. Uh, I'm joining Billy on the Patriots. Uh, I'm joining Craig on Tennessee. I'm also joining Craig on the Bucks. And then my other two are going to be Chicago and Buffalo. So Bears, Titans, Bucks, Bills, Patriots for Matt Pierce in week 15. Uh, as always, uh, check out the, uh, Twitter account, uh, to, uh, yeah, I still call it Twitter. Uh, to see because uh, um, I always tweet out Sunday morning what the final five for all of us are. Uh, that is it for this week on the Crossover Podcast. Uh, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on pretty much any podcatcher that's out there, and if we're not, email us uh, at contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com and let us know, and we'll go ahead and get up uh, get us up on uh, whatever podcatcher we happen to be missing from. Uh, and as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, that That'll be it for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week breaking out week 15 and talking week 16. Take care, everybody. As always, it was a pleasure doing this with you guys. And uh, good luck with your bets out there. And talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.